0: Welcome to the Orion Podcast, hosted by Jessa and Laurel of A Stellar Co, a podcast that connects you with the knowledge and resources you need to drive a more conscious form of capitalism. Orion Starts Now.
1: Hey, Laurel. Hey, Jessa. We're somewhere new today, doing something new. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We're here at Foxhole
0: Studios and doing our first video audio show.
1: Yeah. We've been thinking about this for a while.
0: Yeah. And this seems like the natural place to go. Uh, These are our friends at Foxhole Studios up in the hills of Point Loma. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really nice place. They've been our sound editors and created our music for our dreamer, Our Mojito Dreamer. Opening. And our sign-off and... um, we're excited to be here. This is our first episode being on camera, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah,
1: we'll write it out. We don't have
0: to use it. <laughs> I know, and I love, I love that the topic of our first video is the very dreary conversation of coronavirus. Yes, and what is the impact of that on businesses, or how can business people, entrepreneurs, do their part to not be a part of the problem?
1: And I would like to start off with a disclaimer that we yes. are in no way qualified to talk about this. <laughs> However, you can't ignore it. Like it is, events are getting canceled. People are working remotely. We are probably pretty close to some kind of lockdown. So, we, you know, we're talking about what we wanted to speak about today, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of hard to ignore this. And as Laurel said, it's it's very relevant because the stock market is going crazy yep. and volatile. And we talk about building businesses that have long-term value mm-hmm. to ride this out or things like this out. I mean, I know there's been a lot of talks about pandemics, like, coming. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. it's coming. It's coming. We need to be ready. But even then, it's like you can't predict when it's going to hit, mm-hmm. you know, assuming if you can predict if it's going to hit.
0: Yeah, we were just talking earlier about how it's an act of God. And mm-hmm. so what are people going to do Um for conferences where large people are a large group of people are gathering and have planned this for a long time. And they've got speakers lined up and breakout sessions, and the whole purpose of these events is to connect with human beings. And yet we're kind of in this climate where we need to disengage socially as much as possible so that we protect others. I mean, Jessa and I clearly, as you can tell, are healthy and young. <laughs>
1: Pause. Pause.
0: (laughs) So we're not the most at risk. But like you said earlier, uh, a day or two ago, when we were trying to make our decisions about the events that we had planned, we consciously made a choice to not go into big public spaces, not because we're the at-risk people, but we don't want to be carriers and sort of promulgate the issue. And that was a hard decision to make because we had made these commitments, and part of our business culture is accountability. And now, you know, when you think about it and you go through something like this, you kind of think, well, I'm also accountable to all of my stakeholders. I'm accountable to my community. And so what is the best thing I can do for us all? And it's – I would say, in my opinion, it's not to freak out. Excuse me. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Darren, let us out. <laughs> chew.
0: No. To not do that, not sneeze all over people, and not freak out. Uh, so don't have fear, but be healthy and be wise. Yeah, healthy, don't, be gross. And wise. don't be Yeah, don't be a disgusting it's, human.
1: It's basically everything we're being told is just don't be gross. Like, wash your hands mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't, like, cover your mouth with your elbow when you're coughing. Don't mm-hmm. go out in public if you're sick.
0: Yeah. Stay home if you're sick. Work remotely. Like, last night, I went to a dinner with some of the speakers that I was going to speak with at an event at the University of San Diego. But we had to cancel, obviously, because the event, luckily, successfully, had almost 400 registrants. So it was going to be a large gathering. So we went to dinner, just the speakers and us together. And instead of us, like, hugging and, like, giving kisses on the cheek like we would normally do because we're a pretty lovey-dovey group, we did the elbow bump. And it was just kind of like common practice. And it was, you know, a form, a sign of respect that, like, I, I might not be sick, but I also don't want to get you sick. There were different ages in the room, different at risk people. And we did also talk earlier about how some were like, oh, this is a craze. This is not actually happening. This is just a media uh, stint. And it kind of sank in a little bit more yesterday where it's like, mm, no, this is a for real thing and we have to actually take care of ourselves and take care of other people.
1: Yeah, I think exactly what you said. It's it's just hitting home and with how there's – in other countries like China and Italy where we're at today, the cases are slowing down mm-hmm. um, because of the containment issues taken. I mean, obviously it was really bad and they had to like – Overcorrect correct to slow the spread and so if we can pre- if we can individually be accountable and take actions ourselves to mm-hmm. just not contribute to that problem because it's not here yet and mm-hmm. it's not bad at least in southern california where we're at and so we shouldn't have to wait for it to get bad before we yeah. s- before we start taking preventative measures and it is weird. Like you said, it's that we like thrive on connection and humans in general thrive on connection. Mm-hmm. And right now when there's something scary and unknown and unfamiliar that we haven't had to live through in our lifetime where we're at in you know Southern California or even like Central US when we grew up, it's that um, it's, yeah, it's just a, it's an odd time. And it's just, doing I think the right thing is like listening to the experts mm-hmm. like you can take a couple weeks off I heard a really I, gosh I wish I could remember this quote of course I can't <laughs> is that like the world needs a timeout it's like yeah. everyone just unplug for a couple weeks just chill uh-huh. like don't go out in a bunch of public spaces like you don't mm-hmm. need a, a ton of interaction I mean obviously people still have homes with families and like close friends that you can be with but just a couple weeks just maybe disengage.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely very social at Estellar Co. Our business is built on the fact that we like to share information and knowledge and we like to be with people. And especially, like you said, when there's sort of a fear-based situation going on where um, the best remedy for a scary situation is to connect with people. And so you're kind of doing the opposite of what you really want. But if you think about it in a way – Like, today, for example, we're not at a big podcast studio in an office. We are just the four of us. I mean, Jessa and me and two other people you can't see. (laughs) And we're able to do that and carry on our business without stressing out, freaking out, or canceling everything. So, like, I I think one of the scariest things for me is the economy and events being shut down like concerts uh speaking events um health conferences these moments where industries get together to share knowledge and resources so we can all do better and we can be creative now because guess what we have the internet machines and apps and things that we can use to participate in things remotely. So like yeah. video chat, video chat when you can.
1: Yeah, we're really fortunate to live in a time where technology can keep things forward. And I think, you know, what you hit on for us as a business, I mean, it's us too. So we <laughs> have the flexibility and the adaptability to make changes really quickly. Mm-hmm. And for larger businesses, obviously, it's been in the news a lot with like, I think, Alphabet and Google and Microsoft about allowing employees to work home or remotely and um, that's what they're they, you know, the collective they out there are saying. <laughs> it's like you, like we need the people in the position of decision making to make the decision to allow people to work remotely yeah. or give sick time. And I know the state of California, I received an email yesterday that the state is taking measures to use unemployment funds for businesses impacted by um the coronavirus and some other measurements as well for like financial support mm-hmm. because i i and that, that's why i think the key thing is is like decision makers like we you need your people to help make you money but if your people are going to get sick or they're going to get harmed and this is when we talk about stakeholder businesses mm-hmm. you know caring about your community caring about your people mm-hmm. like you you need all these people healthy so while you might have a short-term loss ideally you've had the structure in place for long-term gains and sustainability Mm -hmm. so yeah and I'm dealing with this I actually haven't I meant to talk to you about this but one of the companies that we're working with that I'm working with directly um we're interviewing people Uh. and there's three interviews set up and there's one so today what's the date today March 12th Mm -hmm. March 12th 2020 you heard it here for the archives (laughs) 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 um but there's a in-person interview scheduled tomorrow and in-person scheduled on monday and tuesday mm. and i'm sitting here thinking is this tone deaf to have because frankly i don't even want to go into the office to do it so i'm thinking is this tone deaf to have these people come in who are job seekers and they're i'm assuming might not be in a comfortable position to push back and you know they need they're looking for a job and so i i'm going to I haven't done this yet, but I'm fairly certain I'm just going to set up a Zoom call.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That was a very thoughtful thought process to it's be It's also redundant. a little selfish
1: for me, too, because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to go. You know yeah. I, mean? I don't want to be in an office with people who've been, like, traveling and doing other things and then drag someone else in that, you know, put them in this environment where I'm like, I don't know if I even want to be here. So, right. yes. <laughs> it's not all about me, but it all starts here.
0: It <laughs> does. Nothing that we do is unselfish. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you're thinking of the potential employee too, because you said they might not be they not might not be in a position to push back, and I mean to be clear, I probably would have, but that's because I'm further along in my career and I'm confident. And yeah, and so this the, is more of an entry right, level
1: position as well. So like the candidates we're attracting are like getting their career, like typically just getting into their career.
0: So maybe those. People looking for jobs and maybe you're in the interview process, you can, you know, politely request or recommend to do a video chat instead. And it, it shows your forward thinking, that you're caring, that you're respectful of other people, and it kind of sets you off on the right foot. So I would encourage and empower those of you that are meeting guests to re- recommend to the meeting host potential offer op- options for remote access and I don't think that anyone would look at you poorly
1: yeah and I think that's what's kind of I don't know it's interesting because this kind of seems like at least my viewpoint from where I'm the information I'm getting the people I'm talking to there's kind of two camps the people Mm -hmm. who are like whatever. It's basically the flu. We've dealt with the flu. Like, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Like, not enough people are getting tested to accurately measure the mortality rate. Like, you know, we'll get past this. And the other camp who's like, oh my gosh, I ordered a case of hand sanitizer. That's not enough. I'm at home making my own hand sanitizer. If you see, (laughs) quote, one of my friends, if you see rubbing alcohol out, buy me some, I will Venmo you. Direct quote.
0: Well, I'm not laughing at that. No, I know. And
1: so it's like kind of it seems like the people who are, which you shouldn't panic about it, but the people who are, you know, taking a little bit more laid back approach can view the other people's overreactive. And so I think just being conscientious of the language you use on both mm-hmm. sides of that, like mm-hmm. respecting that someone might be concerned and they might, you know, specifically talking about an interview process, they might have a pre-existing condition yeah. that they don't want to disclose and mm-hmm. legally, of course, don't have to. And so there's these other things to think about that are external factors or they live with someone who has who might be in one of the more at risk like populations mm-hmm. for this. So this might seem extreme, but it's just really ideally just a couple weeks. Like if mm-hmm. we can just like, you know, buckle down, just <laughs> limit our get into a bunker. Yeah. <laughs> right. get, yeah. No, a sorry. bunker buy <laughs> six months worth of supplies. <laughs> <laughs> You'll we'll be fine. Like I was at I was at Vaughn's last night. And I already told you this, but um, I actually didn't tell you all this. There were signs up that was limiting the number of gallons of water you could buy. Uh, It was like you can't buy more than five gallons of water. mm -hmm. And also toilet paper. You couldn't buy more. But I'm confused why.
0: Like, I get the the 20
1: papes, but why the bottled water? (laughs) Even even toilet paper. I was talking with some friends. I'm like... (laughs) I mean, <laughs> well, if you're at home a lot, there's yeah, like, I get that. But the water, it's like
0: <laughs> your you can have a filtration system in your house and get yeah. like, good water. And plus, we shouldn't be buying
1: bottled water anyway. I know, I know. But I mean, anyway,
0: oh, well, I was talking about this last night with everybody. They're like, yeah. "Why are you buying bottled water in the first place?" I know. I mean, not to be flippant about it, but, like, just don't do that. That's like, awful. And plus, the only way that your water supply would be really affected is if there was an earthquake or some natural disaster that affected the water-purveying
1: infrastructure. Right, so. exactly. So anyway, I just think there's ways to have a respectful conversation around this. And I think that people who are in management and decision-making positions— really need to take action and because it's so easy to get caught up in your day-to-day life and the things you need to get done and the client work you need to deliver mm-hmm. to to take a pause. And it's a hard decision. And that's why you're, you're in a management position or leadership position because though there's hard decisions to make that you can't necessarily plan for or anticipate. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's looking out for your people.
0: And you're the CEO of your own life. So yeah. at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. So voice your thoughts like my recommendation would be really think about all the stakeholders affected by your business and if you're not if you're an employee and an entrepreneur think about everyone that you're going to interact with and how much you actually care about them Mm -hmm. you don't actually want to hurt anybody and they feel the same way that you do so having a thoughtful conversation about okay what are our options and what can we do together to make this right instead of where where i see some dysfunction could possibly happen is where you're forcing yourself to go to a place you don't want to go to get the work done and then you're driving yourself sick and then Mm -hmm. you're at risk and and then you're not making good decisions yeah you're you're not taking care of people around you so it's kind of like take take care of number one the star player for sure the ceo of your own life and take the time to be thoughtful and strategic about who am I engaging with, when, and how, and why, and what are the options to make this a more healthy and comfortable situation, which you exactly did just naturally with that interview. Well, it's one of our core values, wellness. Yes. And the courage to do what is right, not just what is easy.
1: Yeah. yeah Wink, Estelle stellarco) <laughs> <laughs> a- www.astellar.co. Um yeah it's a weird time it's weird but I think that it's just we have had to make business decisions for ourselves and there's even some things that we should talk about because yep. I mean, we have in person meetings tomorrow and right. one of them I think we need to do it'll probably just be us so whatever uh-huh. but there's another one and it's just like do we even need to have it so mm-hmm. And I think that's when you and I specifically look back to our core values and who we are as a business and what we said we are going to do and use that to use some of these decision makings. And we're very fortunate given some things that other people are dealing with. Like one of my friends works for a company when one of their main sources of revenue is hosting conferences, like industry conferences, and they've had to cancel two and indefinitely postpone others, which of course leads to layoffs. And Uh. yeah, I mean... That's really hard. And I'm very conscientious of businesses like that. And like you said, like some people in entertainment and then thinking about like manufacturing when you're in like an encased place like mm-hmm. a factory or something like that and like keep producing. So we are fortunate in like a service-based business that we can do a lot of work remotely. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: we did make uh, – we had a dis- a tough discussion because we wanted to go – to mexico on saturday as listeners know san diego is really close to tijuana and we support international economic prosper- prosperity and especially some of the businesses in our network that work down there we actively support them i think we've gone to mexico almost once a month since december december i've been four times since december that's march yeah and uh, fun fact that our listeners might not be aware of, it's the world's busiest border crossing. Land border. Land border. And you can drive across or you can walk across. Um, The trolley drops you off there. And it's so easy for us and we love to do it. We literally just, you know, get a ride to the border and walk across. And I was thinking, oh, well, I'm really healthy. Um, I got a clean bill of health from my doctor. So I'm not worried, Let's, let's go to this event on Saturday. And then both you and my husband were like, hang on, (laughs) there's a bigger game at play here. You don't want to put other people at risk. And this is a public space where it's the world's busiest land crossing. So a lot of people gather. And I'm sure the lines, even in the century lane, like you said, are going to be long. And so you're hovering in a tight security system. Yeah.
1: And with that... I mean, things just changed really quickly because yeah. we just bought our tickets for that. I think on Monday yep. we were going to support a fundraiser for our friends at Create Purpose. And I think you and I initially, too, are not even thinking about the border crossing itself because for us it is so easy. It's so easy. But it was more about being down there and we're going to go to the wine region and Valle Guadalupe and be with our friends. And then... So that, yeah, that'd probably be okay. But the, when you think about the border crossing and being there and assuming the border's still open, mm-hmm. um, that is, yeah, it changes things pretty quickly. And you think about, like, the number of people walking across. And I told you I was down a few weeks ago um, with a friend. We just went down for lunch. And when we came back, the Sentry the Lane had a line. It wasn't that bad. But the, the past few times there was literally zero people in line. And then the line for if you don't have like a, like if you're not like pre cleared was I don't know I mean easily a hundred people they weren't even they didn't even make it into the building mm. because the checks were taking so long to ask like where where are you coming from where are you going where have you traveled recently because of coronavirus and that was two weeks ago mm-hmm. and here we are today and I mean just even yesterday there was an announcement that travelers coming in from Europe wouldn't be allowed into the U S and one of our friends was in tel aviv for spring break last week oh, and right. got out of there just six week or i'm sorry six hours before they closed the borders so like he just got out and so oh. anyway all this being said it was it it sucks because we really wanted to go we'd probably be fine but yeah like exposing ourselves to now become carriers to people who are at risk and the fact that we might not get back Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was like okay you know Mm -hmm. we're just gonna have to stay home and that's okay and i
0: think that that thought process was respectful and purposeful and intentional and not fear-based and i think that that's one of the key messages i I might want to wrap up with later is that like don't be scared don't be fearful just be healthy and wise and you doing the right thing that's right for you is right for all of us. So the idea of like, oh, I can't go anywhere, I can't do anything, I'm gonna hunker down in a bunker like we were joking earlier, you know, all right, if that's what you wanna do, great, but I just wanna be clear that we're not f- making decisions from f- a place of fear. We're making decisions from a place of actual love of the people that we do care about and we wanna protect. And, yeah, like you said, we're incredibly fortunate. There's a lot of bummed out friends right now where their jobs, they're, like, at home, working from home, and they're like, I I can't get anything done because my job is in event planning or in conferences. Right. Or there's some of our friends that, like, have reports and field work that they need to go out and do, and they got to travel to do that field work. And if you're traveling on a plane, well, those are really expensive. Like, I know that this is – it's going to be a really awkward thing to say, but we have a family trip that's going to be to the Caribbean islands. And I got an email from my sister saying, is this the right time? Should we maybe not go and do this? And my initial reaction was like, we're fine. Everything's fine. Everybody's healthy. Like, why are you being so weird? And my initial, like, response was, we're going. Like, unless my parents cancel this trip, James and I are going. And then the next day... Everything turned. Right. It was an overnight shift in paradigm. It was, no, I actually don't want my parents going anywhere. (laughs) I don't want to actually travel. And we might not actually have a choice in the matter. Like, we might not... We don't know what co- countries are going to be quarantined. We don't know what flights are going to be canceled. So that's kind of a financial risk. And I know that there may be clauses like act of God or improbability or impossibility clauses that can protect your financial travel. But
1: I don't know. I know. And, like, that is – like, all this being said, we are – We are aware of our privilege and our fortune to live where we live and have access to the resources that we do. And so many other places have it so much worse Mm -hmm. and have gone through just in life much, much worse things. I was talking to one of my friends yesterday about this, and she was saying – you know, she had a good point that I've been thinking about that our generation – like, we haven't really – we haven't fallen on tough times. We've been pretty lucky. And even when there was, like, you know, the Great Recession, Mm -hmm. like, whatever it was in 2009 – 2008, mm-hmm. was um, we were, like, just getting into the workforce. So it's not yeah. like we had, like, a mortgage that we had to worry about or, like, this, you know, we'd climb the corporate ladder and we're getting laid off. Like, we were just starting to deal with that. And so now it's, like, this is, like, adversity. And it's... It is adversity. At least right now, and I might regret saying this, but it's it's not that bad. Like, mm-hmm. in the realm of the world and what people are going through every day. And so I, I have this theory that... You know, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, the Great Depression. Like, if you had grandparents or someone who lived through that, I remember that my grandparents, my grandma would always have these bread bags. Like, she'd keep the bags, like, the Wonder Bread bags and, like, the Cool Whip containers. And (laughs) apparently we had a very healthy diet. (laughs) This is very telling. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. And, but it's like people who lived through that would save everything. They would hoard, like, their resources because they didn't know when they were going to get something else. So we're going to be the generation that won't touch anything. <laughs> we're going to be obsessively washing our hands, not touching door handles, <laughs> like using our elbows for everything. And then that's why I feel like, you know, and, you know, we, we come out the other side of this in like 40 years. People are going to be like, oh, you're so paranoid, right? Yeah. 2020 COVID. It through like yeah. yeah, 2020, the CV. Yeah.
0: Can't even vid. give it a
1: name. So <laughs> that's what I think because I'm noticing myself just like acting which is good. It's probably something I should be doing anyway but because mm-hmm. I'm very much, like, you know, touching my face and, mm-hmm. like.
0: That's the other thing is the self-awareness component of it yeah. and being super present. I noticed I do things subconsciously, mm-hmm. brush my teeth, eat food, you know, go to the car, run to the store, take the dogs out, go to the park with a bunch of dogs and a bunch of people, and mindlessly. Yeah. Just Kind of just, just doing, and so now we got to be more thoughtful about right. who we're touching, what's going on. And I asked, I I was asking well, people. Also, mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry for that, but it's like also grateful that we have been so fortunate that we can go do all these things and yeah. not think twice about it. But yeah. we, it, it, to a point though, <laughs> where we have probably taken it for granted at Absolutely. times, like especially like day to day. I know we have times of gratitude where we self reflect, but like you said, day to day, you're just like out and about doing your thing, and now yeah. it's like oh, like. I need to appreciate these things that I have.
0: Like appreciate the fact that we have the studio like at our disposal right in our backyard and friends that are willing to accommodate us
1: right when we need it we're like we gotta get o'rion
0: out <laughs> <laughs> it's so urgent critically important oh God, our joking. listeners are gonna cry just, if they don't hear one just
1: joking about that yesterday about and this is i won't name names but i'm joking about some of like all the things that are being canceled and the conferences and <laughs> events and some that aren't being canceled and i'm like really like it's that important for you to k- keep moving forward with your event like mm-hmm. in the middle of this pandemic Okay, Mm -hmm. but that's us with Orion. Yes, (laughs)
0: yeah. Orion
1: Friday. thick and thin. (laughs) Orion Friday
0: prevails. (laughs) I think taking care of yourself and not freaking out and being aware and conscious of your stakeholders in your business and at home, being the CEO of your own life, um, and not being afraid to speak up to... People at the office or out and about and just be, like, more sensitive to everyone instead of – it's kind of easy for some people to be the naysayers and the critics and the skeptics and being like, this is just a a ploy for us to all freak out. Or is this a call? Like, is the
1: government – this is really bad. (laughs) Is this a call? Hold on. Where's the tinfoil?
0: To address climate change. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Just kidding. Um. But like it doesn't help thinking that that uh, extreme. What helps is just doing your part.
1: Yeah, and I think that's something that's oddly comforting and nice is that we're – the entire world is in this together. Truth. Like, we're at different levels and different places and different risk. But at the end of the day, like, we're all going through the same thing.
0: I hope that they'll share. I hope everyone will continue to share information. Yeah. Do you want to do our two yeah. point landing? Mm-hmm. You go first. Oh, damn it.
1: Okay. <laughs> Um, I think that my one, my one key takeaway will be to just be proactive. And even though you might not be at risk, other people around you might be. And so just, like you said, be compassionate and thoughtful about your role in this pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mine would be don't
0: react out of a place of fear just be healthy and make decisions from a place of caring for each other in our common home.
1: Okay, and then the final takeaway will be if you are in a position to make decisions for your organization, use this time to come from a place of stakeholder capitalism and focus on your people and your community.
0: I agree. Send it, Jessa.
1: Thanks for listening, and visit astellar.co,
0: that's A-S-T-E-L-L-A-R dot C-O, for reference materials from the podcast and to connect with Jessa and Laurel. Boxhole Studios specializes in audio production and can work remotely to meet your audiovisual needs whether you live in San Diego or not. Getting a podcast started? Contact the team at info at wholestudios.com for any and all inquiries.